0: There we come, blue and white, and we're looking good You'll be in for a fight, and we fight pretty good Getting goals is our job, and we get goals good Looking good, we are Carlyle United Hello everyone, and welcome to the Brunton Bugle The number one place to get your car fix in the podcast world I'm Lee Rooney
1: And I'm Mike Booth
0: And I'm Dan McLennan in this episode, we look back on two consecutive defeats of the Drag United back into trouble, look ahead to the games against Rochelle and Port Vale, and we review United's transfer deadline day business as four new faces and one familiar one arrive at Brunet Park.
2: Nearly. Like.
0: I, I like. You know what, I just realised I didn't account for the fact that you both had to say your names this week. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I thought I had more time than I did, but there you go. Uh, yeah, first time we've had all three of us on for a while, isn't it, guys? It's. Yeah. Uh,
2: Probably a, since Christmas, I think. Yeah, and it's
0: a, yeah. it's a busy one to cover, isn't it? Because we've got a lot of transfer business to talk about. We didn't think we would after Saturday, the way Keith Millen was talking, but you know.
1: We didn't th- think we would at 10.30 on uh, <laughs> the other night. To on
2: Monday sure. night. Well, yeah. well
0: yeah. lay everyone on a secret, I've been ill for the first three days this week, so I missed the Salford game in the end.
2: And I actually... You're, you're lucky, sat...
0: Sod. I know. Well, I watched it on iFollow, which wasn't yeah. much better, I don't think. Um, and, and I went to bed at about... 20 past 10 on on the uh monday night thinking oh yeah nothing's happening there we might get one in maybe and then we've got to find out we've signed four players in the morning so
2: what whatsapp's on fire 500 messages oh,
0: it, was really, it genuinely was i had an absolute ton of notification of people saying it's going mad here. <laughs> you're missing out um well let's get into it then guys uh five in, two out on a busy final day of business for the blues wasn't it um Low expectations, as we said there, going into the January transfer window, especially on the final day, that as I should say, especially after Millen's comments after the game on Saturday, you felt like he didn't think we were going to get anyone in, maybe one or two if we were lucky, but we ended up with five on the final day. Um, it's really freshened up the squad, I think it's fair to say, lads. Um, we're going to Yeah, especially at here, the top yeah. end. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm. (laughs) Ironically, uh, it's now not an issue, whereas the other end of the pitch is (laughs) like a bit, so Mm. uh, just the way it is. Let's talk about the outs first, then, shall we, guys? Um, Two out. Um, The big one first,
2: Zach Clough. Um, Broken by me, who was casually returning a couple of Salford tickets for two pals. (laughs) Definitely
1: weren't in the car park all day watching the comings and goings.
2: I can't tell you that because I've got that many hidey holes where <laughs> might find me. You're hiding in the bushes with
0: his binoculars as usual. Yeah, um, yeah so... It, just the transfer's not worked out, isn't it, Mike? It's a bit of a disappointing one, this one, isn't it? How, it? how it's ended in the end.
1: Yeah, you know, it was the marquee summer signing, wasn't it? Just, um we never really knew how to Fit him in really is that that sort of number 10 under Beach, and which you know sort of begs the question again with Jamie Devitt, who obviously we brought in, who we'll touch on later, but he is another who is better in that sort of number 10 role,
0: Mm, maybe. But then he's used to playing at this level as well. That's the difference, isn't it? Whereas Clough wasn't in that became fairly clear early on. I mean, he got off to a bad start, didn't he, Dan, with that opening day pulling out in the warm up. Having played so well in pre season with Abraham,
2: especially, and it, it just
0: he just never got going, didn't he? He never looked like
2: he was going to get going, he, either. he's been very stop-start. He's had injuries, he's had niggles. He would have a good game, then he'd have two bad ones, and he'd be injured. And you know, it's uh, you know, I mean, a few a couple of weeks back, everyone was saying, Christ, we've got him for two years, this could be a yeah. bit of a boon on us, but uh, no, I think it's it's the right move if, if he'd gone. To another English club, there maybe be a little bit of resentment, possibly, but the fact that it, you know it's it's not it's not being officially announced, but he's expected to sign for Adelaide United yeah. in the next couple of days. Mm. I think with it being Australia, people are sort of like, oh, well, he came, it didn't work. Best of luck to him.
0: I've, I've heard mm. reports that apparently his his family are moving out to Australia. Mm, yeah, that's, yeah, that's influenced the decision. And yeah, uh, you can't play. It. It's a great opportunity for the lad, isn't yeah. I think he's looking for my career's stagnated in England. I need a fresh start. Well, Move was, away.
2: Look you know? at uh, Jack Rodwell. He's yeah. moved down under and he scored the winner. Yeah, for his uh, team, uh, so I was at the first goal the other day. And you are like, well, you know. And I, I, I watch a bit of the Air League on a weekend morning. My thumb up early and. I think it'll suit Clough to the ground because it's yeah. it's not fast paced. It's you'll have time on the ball. I, I think he'll do well. I do.
0: Yeah, well, Macaulay Gillespie is another great example, isn't he? He's gone out mm. there. He's totally rejuvenated his career, and he's a, mm. a key man for Plymouth Argyle these days in League One. Mm. So Tom
2: Aldred's still there. Yeah, but, oh, he's,
0: uh, I think he's a little bit older, and he's just loving it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's just a new life for him. So yeah, so yeah, he, he leaves after three goals from twenty-three appearances in all competitions. I mean, two of those in seventeen in the league. If it's it's not a great return <laughs> in the end, really. And yeah, that, that to be fair, about
2: 17, how many would actually uh, start compared to sub appearances? Not,
0: not many. It's one of those ones you do look and wonder what would have happened if he hadn't pulled up in the, the warm-up of that game against Colchester. But at the same time, you also look and think that that's half the problem with him, isn't it? Yeah,
2: <laughs> can, can, I've just, just pulled it up there. He started 10 and came on as sub seven times in the wow. league. Well, there you go. Thousands, for, thousands for me,
1: course, the, no. the, the the standout memory for me will always be the hand of God that he scored at Hartlepool that was <laughs> rightly ruled out. <laughs> it was it just is,
0: ridiculous. Was, I mean, he got that goal against Hartlepool before. Right, this is him starting out now. He's going to get going. And just never happened, didn't it? I, mean, I, I, mm. d- I just don't think he ever coped with the physicality of this league, did he? And it was, a, like I said, it, it, just an opportunity for him to start again. So good luck to the lad and hope it goes all well for him down under. Um, second one out. Um, this one... Wasn't actually really announced by the club, was it? It was Keith Miller let it slip in his interview and it was announced officially the next day. Manny Man He's got himself a low move to the National League with Weymouth until the end of the season. Decent move for him, this dad, actually, isn't it? But better than I expected, if I'm honest. I thought National League North or South,
2: maybe. Yeah, uh, I don't think we'll see him. I'm going to be brutal. Mm. I don't think we'll see him in a Carlisle shirt again. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean that harshly. I just... You know, he's, he's he's a London area lad from memory. But he's uh, not
0: from Leeds originally, I think. Possibly, I think he's lived down in yeah. uh, QPR. He
2: was been at QPR, for a yeah. He's years, been so. in QPR, so he's he's done London, and he, he just reeked of National League, sort of a Dagenham or a w- a perfect club. Uh, he, he just not good enough for me. Yeah,
0: he did, he did never quite look like he was going to start games, did he? I mean, he, it's all right doing it in a pre-season friendly against Everton under-23s and things like that, but it's a big difference when you get to league level, isn't it? And uh, he's travelling down the Rafa Highway, isn't he, to go to, to Weymouth <laughs> and follow the same path? And, uh,
1: I think, oh, he, didn't Nade score like 10-10 and 10 for them or something?
0: Uh, it was something, no, 10-21, maybe something like that. He basically um. he was one of their top scorers, and he's one of the few players to have won two league title medals in the same season. And That's he right, and yeah. he returned to play the final game of the season for us, so it's not as if he had stayed at Weymouth either, so uh, fantastic. Um but yeah, good luck to Manny. Like I said, it never quite worked out. Made his debut for them in the uh midweek one one draw with uh local rivals Yerville Town. Um played like pretty much the full ninety minutes, I think he was subbed Yeah, about eight, eight,
2: eight, no, I think it was about eighty three minutes or something. I had a look was, All right. certainly, All right. certainly certainly most of the game. Yeah,
0: and he got good reviews that their fans are saying that he put a really good shift in. So maybe it's just what he needs. He needs to drop to that level, get himself some game time, and build his career. Keith, Keith
2: Millen said he needs to play games, and yeah. he's got the opportunity there. And I think he'll he'll quite suit the. Uh, I watch I watch a lot of football, obviously, but I do watch your National League game on uh, BT, and it can be quite an aerial league at times. Mm. And he's a big I think lad. yeah, he's a big lad. I think it'll uh, I think it'll suit him. And uh, no, best of luck to him. Yeah, so good luck to Manny on his
0: move. Uh, let's move on to the ends then. Now, guys, uh, first up, Mitchell Roberts arrives on loan until the end of the season from Birmingham City. He's a young left-back. He had a loan spell at Harrogate Town last season. Only played four times, though, due to injury. I think he, he played early on for them, didn't he? And then he didn't feature much after that. Um, I think he's only played one first-team game for Birmingham City themselves, but they have extended his contract by another year because he was out of contract at the end of the season. So they clearly must think something of him. Um just a bit of extra cover at the back, isn't it, really, as much as anything, I think, it's fair to say. not Nothing much more to add on that one, Dan.
2: Uh, yeah, it's, Jack Armour's had a free run at left-back, hasn't he? Uh, mm. he's, unless he's injured, he plays. And we could see when Senior came in, Meller upped his game till he got mm. his unfortunate injury. And I think I think the idea is Armour will think, "Oh, this lad's at Birmingham like I was at Preston. He must be half-decent, he's... You know, he's obviously a challenge. I'll I'll have to up my game, and uh, yeah. you know, let's see what he does. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think yeah. he'll feature too much, but you know, mm. depends. Yeah, you it, it may well be that
0: you know Miller might look at it, Mike, and he might think actually I fancy giving this lad a run. Mike, you know, sometimes just putting a fresh face in there does help, doesn't it? I yeah. suppose.
2: There, there was a little period last season where I think Garmer got rested for two or three mm. games, and. He came back that little bit sharper again, so you know we we could see that sort of scenario play out.
1: Mm, I think Roberts was the only one on the bench against Salford, wasn't he? I'm guessing he was the only one signed by noon. Registered
2: in time, yeah. It's a a bit daft that Uh, with it being transfer window, you would think they would make an exception and say if you get signed by eleven o'clock, you can play. But Mm. no, you had to be done by noon. I mean, to be fair, there were rearranged games; it wasn't a proper match day. But.
0: I think the, and the National League has different rules, doesn't it? I think it's midday on the day yeah. of the game. Uh, well, the because National
1: Manpala League. played, yeah. obviously. So. So it's a strange one, that one.
0: Um, just looking there, actually, lads, I didn't realise Jack Armour's still 20. He doesn't turn uh,
2: 21 until April, so... People, he, he people forget that with him. He's
0: a young lad, isn't he? Yeah, mm. fair enough. Fair it
2: is. But he's uh, doing it right, getting games, you know. Oh,
0: exactly, exactly. And I'm, I'm sure he'll still be a great footballer for us. Um, next up, this one was a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? I think it's fair to say. Um, all right. Do, do, do I go for his his given name that he uses? Or am I you, going for his you full
2: do name? you do his you do his football name? I'll do his full name. Right.
0: His uh, his football name that he goes by is of course is Toby Show Silver. He was signed for an undisclosed fee from Sutton United on an eighteen month deal. Dan, you're gonna have a crack at his full name,
2: aren't you? His full name is Oliver Toby Fabian Chubawali Akintunde Tunde Show Silver.
0: Getting a banner done with that. 100% getting a banner done with that. Uh, as, <laughs> a, as a man
1: who likes value for money, I'm going to pay 20 quid and get that on the back of my shirt.
0: <laughs> Brilliant stuff, isn't it? But yeah, really interesting silence, one, isn't it? Because it's. It, I've heard a few people say, oh, it's, it reeks of a panic last minute, you know, signing him just because he was available. But actually, Millen did say in his interview, didn't he, that he's someone they've been tracking for a while, but they didn't think they were going to get him. And it suddenly, it's one of these ones, it happens sometimes, is not it? It just comes up and clubs go... Well, actually, yeah, if you if you want him, you can have him, although we've had to pay a fee.
2: Reportedly,
0: I've heard it's only about twenty k. But, you know, it, it, it's a gamble sometimes, these sort of signs. When, when you
2: look at the clubs he's been at, I think Millen will have seen him at some point in his career and yeah. never noted mm-hmm. him. Yeah. You know, he, he was at Charlton, been at Welling a couple of times, Bromley, Dover, Chelmsford, Margate, Sutton. And the, the one interesting one that stands out when he started at Charlton, he actually... Had a loan spell at Inverness Caledonian Thistle, which mm. which sort of shows that travel doesn't clearly doesn't bother the lad, you know. But,
0: but it's interesting something to point out with that I'd be spotted from his Instagram. Um, a reason why he might have spent quite a bit of time playing in non-league rather than going professional is that he's actually got a degree from Cambridge University. Indeed, graduated in twenty eighteen, so that would sort of fit in with him leaving Charlton and maybe doing a degree rather than. Going full-time, possibly. I, I might be wrong on that. It might, might be not not disrespect
2: to the rest of the squad, but that probably makes him the cleverest in there. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't take much of some, I think. Um, <laughs> no, that's really. I'm sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> but no, yeah, he, 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 the, the feedback. It, he, he's, he's a really good lad, isn't it? It seems to me. Mm. The guys from the uh, um blog that we spoke to earlier this season on the pod, I asked them, so, you know, what, what's he like? We couldn't really judge him from the 12 minute he was on in the game at Brunham Park the other day. And then they said, you know, he's a decent lad, you know, really nice to talk to, really refreshing, you know, really loves playing football for the club. And, you know, he's not going to score bucket loads of goals, you know, that's fine. But, he, you know, he's a good foil, a good physical presence. And he's got a decent free kick on him too. Although I think he might be competing with someone else for those free kicks, possibly going forward. Mm. We'll have to wait and see on he, that one.
2: He, he comes across to me as possibly uh, Derek Holmes, Jamie Proctor type. Mm. You know, he's... I don't think he'll score loads, yeah. but I think he'll bring a lot of, lot into play with his hold up and his heading.
0: Yeah. I think he's one of the ones who might do a little bit better than you expect. What do you reckon, Mike?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough one. Because I mean, for me, and the time that this sort of signing happened, I thought, is that it? That's That's the striker. Do you know what I mean? That we've been waiting for. It. It. His CV doesn't read the best, but it seems that he offers something different. And even if he's not starting games, you know, if we need to go a bit more direct for the last ten, twenty minutes or so, he's someone who can, you know, ruffle a few feathers and cause a few problems and off, offer something that we don't really have. Obviously, you know, we'll go on to the other strikers that we we have signed. So he, he's not sort of we're not putting all of our eggs in his basket, are we?
0: No, I, I, I'm putting my neck on the line here. I think he'll be a really popular player. I think he'll be... There's something about him, I don't know what he is, but I think the fans will take to him well. The
2: head apparent to jabo no, He
0: could, could well. Well, I was thinking about that, because his name scans quite well with the, uh, oh, jabo beer, isn't it? Oh, Toby Shosilver. Mm. Get, that, get that going at Rochdale on Saturday. <laughs> yep, well, I'm going to have a go anyway. Um, but no, good, good luck to the lad uh, coming in and, you know, it's a big move, isn't it? Moving himself all the way up north. So you know, hope, hopefully it's going to work out. Uh, next up, uh, a loan signing. I think this was, This is one that a lot of people look at and say, mm. squad player, aren't they, Mike? I think they're looking and thinking he's not someone who's going to play every game, is it? Owen Windsor signing a half-season loan from West Brom.
1: The question is for me, and I, I said it when we signed Omatoia, and to be honest, it's looking like Omatoya is kind of out the picture now <laughs> You know, it's with with the additions that we've made, it's looking like Millen's realised that he's, n- he's not actually very good. And But for me, Senior was the bar for these loney sort of strikers. And is this lad going to be better? You know, he he scored a, a few goals at sort of youth level, but whew, that means absolutely nothing to me. Cause we, we've so, seen like, so, that
2: so did before. Brad Young, didn't he? It's, well, so did Elias yeah. Sorensen, you know. Yeah, it
1: right, yeah. means nothing. Um We'll, we'll see. If he comes and he's hungry, you know, good luck to him. But
0: He had a good game against us for Grimsby, didn't he, Dan, a couple of years ago, I think, um, when he was on loan there. Who hasn't had a good game <laughs> well, <I guess. laughs> it's yeah. isn't it? But he But yeah. he's not played many games, he's not scored many goals, but by all accounts, he's one of these players who coaches seem to really like, but don't seem to use that much, do they?
2: Do you think, do you think he was one that was signed in case? Possibly, possibly. A maybe. little bit of that.
0: Maybe it's one of those ones, that I think like Mike said, I think they maybe looked at Omotoir and think, we need something a bit more here in case he yeah. can't actually step up. So, uh, so yeah,
1: I, I almost feel like the next one that we're going to talk about, if we'd signed him earlier in the day, would we have maybe signed Windsor? I don't know.
0: Maybe, maybe still. You might have thought we just need to get bodies in here maybe. I wonder mm. if they're looking at probably to get Fishburne out on loan. I think, gonna to, I think that's going to happen. I think that's going to happen. Yeah, which is a smart move, I think. Really, get, yeah. He's not going to play now, time. is he? No, not really. Um, yeah. So I mean, the other point about Windows, I noticed the fact that he went to Newport on loan in January, start of last January, and he actually left the club before the window had even shut. He only played <laughs> one game, which kind of makes you wonder: is is there an issue there with him, maybe, or maybe just because he wasn't getting games? I don't know. It's an odd one, that one. Um, mm. As you mentioned, Mike, this is the next big one, and. Dan, I'm guessing this one might be someone who you spotted on one of your Scottish lists, even though he isn't Scottish himself. Christian Dennis signed on a free transfer from St. Mirren on an 18-month deal. I think everyone's looking at this and thinking, you know what? This is actually a really good and smart signing, isn't it?
2: Well, he's experienced. He knows how to score goals. Uh, What's he doing? (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird one, isn't
0: it? It's one of those ones, I think... The fans have been crying out, oh, we need a goal scorer, we need a goal scorer. Um, you've, you've got to be realistic about where we are in the league and players are going to want to come to us. I think this is probably about as good as we could have hoped for in terms of getting a goal scoring, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah, I mean, he hasn't really scored on a prol- prolific basis for maybe like two or three years, has he? But, mm. you know, as as far as, you know, Carlisle attracting proven goal scorers goes, it's probably as good as we can realistically hope for Uh it, 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 and you know he, he sort of he's done non-league, he's done Scotland. You know he, he he's certainly certainly up for the the rough and tumble of it. Unlike some sort of young lone players, he yeah we'll, we'll see.
0: It's a few years ago he scored nineteen goals in League Two for Chesterfield, didn't he? Including a goal hmm. against us in the game down at. Um, Chesterfield, uh, I think in the 2017-18 season, I've seen remember. I think it was at that game. Um, and actually, in fact, yeah, I watched the YouTube highlights back of that earlier today. And it's a good header actually scored in that game too. Um, but like you said there, like he's, he's, the, he's done the non-league sort of Cheshire circuit, I think you'd say, Dan your yeah. really, ones yeah. he's done. Um, Stockport, he started out at uh, Macclesfield Town. He left them... Uh, had loan spells at Ashton United and Woodley Sports. Went to Woodley Sports permanently, which is, I think, that Simon Hackney's orbit. It is, yes. Yeah. Um, went to Mossley, Curzon Ashton.
2: He really he just... took off at Curzon Ashton.
0: Yeah, Stockport yeah. didn't quite work out as well as he did. I mean, he did okay there, actually. Yeah. But I think yeah. he fell out with the management there, didn't he? Uh, so went back.
2: He went to Macclesfield on loan, did he? Had a
0: brilliant season for them in the National League. Got his move to Chesterfield. Had a great season for them. And then I think he just basically ended up at North County, didn't he? And it Ooh. didn't quite work out at the start for him there, but he picked up a bit. And I think they again wanted to keep him, but Semiru came in with an offer, I'm guessing fairly decent money, and hasn't quite worked out there in terms of injuries and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I, I, gen- I mean, for me, he's going to have to start this weekend. I don't think there's any doubt about
2: that, is there? He's, really. He starts, and he's, from memory, he's, he's a hard-working bugger as yeah. well. Yeah, and he, he as scores in, different as goals. In he, he will run all day, sort of thing. If you watch some of the compilations
0: of his goals, when he was a North, county especially, he scores all kinds of goals, doesn't he? Mm. Goals from distance, headers, tap-ins. You know, he, he, he's a kind of just the goal kind of goal score we haven't had for a while. So It's for, a, it's for,
1: always telling as well. One thing I always do when we sign a new player is I'll go on Twitter and look for the club he's leaving, their tweet to say he's leaving. Yeah. And you read the replies, and a lot of the replies to that were fans quite gutted to see him leave, which mm. is always a good thing, good thing yeah. to see.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, let's move on to save the best till last. The one that um, there was sort of murmurings about, wasn't there, Dan? I think it's fair to say about a former player coming back and obviously the man turned out to be Jamie Devitt. He had his contract cancelled by Barrow and then he signed for us on a free transfer until the end of the season. I've heard reports that Barrow didn't know he was coming to us <laughs> and basically they paid up his contract because he told them he'd have move lined up somewhere else and then obviously shipped up at Brunton Park again. And <laughs> it's... He doesn't really need much of an introduction, does he, Dan? I think it's fair to say.
2: No, not really. Uh, I would like to have been a fly on the wall when Mister Holdsworth spoke to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah as there was just... whisperings that they, they weren't the best of uh, pals, but yeah. they've clearly uh, brushed that aside to get the mm. deal done.
0: I mean, he had a brilliant record in his first bowl, especially after his first season, which was a bit hit and miss. The second, two, the second and the third season with. Outstanding, really, in terms of goal scoring and just his all-round play and assists, um, hasn't worked out for him since he left us. Mike, is that fair to say? I think with his injuries, <laughs> he's yeah, not barely d- played at all, hasn't he?
1: Definitely. But I mean, at, at first, I thought this deal is just sort of to like appease the fans, and you know, he's kind of a bit past it. But you think about it, you know, this deal till the end of the season, he's playing for his career. You know, yeah. if if this deal doesn't work out, he would probably just. That'll be it from as a football league player. So he, he he's really sort of uh, you know putting his career on the line with this move and f- fingers fingers crossed it pays off and you know he he scores some goals and looks a good player and maybe earns himself uh, another year next year.
0: Uh, my bold prediction with this is if he doesn't work out for us with him, he'll end up at AFC filed next season. I reckon or Jim, back in Ireland. I mean, unlikely because he's quite settled with his family in Manchester, mm, I think. True. So I think AFC Fowl makes sense because Jim Bedley's there, isn't he? And he yeah, knows him from You actually
2: house. forget that he actually signed for Blackpool. Yeah. <laughs> from mm. us. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, it? and he just didn't play for them because he, he went to Bradford on loan, injured, went to Newport, played a little bit, and then joined Barrow, and that was it.
0: Well, the thing with Blackpool was he signed, didn't he? He was signed by the previous manager, yeah. and then got sacked like a week later. And Simon Grayson basically came and said, "I don't like you." <laughs> <laughs> basically, said, I'm not going to pick you. So find yourself a new club. So, a bit bit shit luck really for him in that sense. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. we all know what he's capable. Of. I mean, in terms of what he adds to the team,
2: you can take a set piece. That's can take. Well, I'll tell
0: you what, it's going to be actually having someone taking corners and free kicks. He's any good? He's going to be good. Will he
1: though, or will Callum Guy not let him?
0: I don't think Callum Guy's going to have much choice for a while, is he? Because he's not going mm. to be in the team, probably, with injury. <laughs> yeah, Um true. But yeah, no, he's he's he had so much quality in terms of that. Even though he's passing, he's shooting from distance, and it's just about keeping him fit. That, that's all it's about, really, isn't it? Keeping him fit mm. and getting him on the field. Because I know you mentioned before, Mike, he plays the number 10, but actually he played a lot of his career for us in a three-man midfield, as a centre midfielder, and, and playing deep. And even though he's a flair player... He puts a tackle in. I mean he's sent off yeah, about two he, or three he, times, he puts
1: he? he puts Graft in for you know for that kind of player, which you don't see too often. Yeah. And certainly the last spell that he was with us, it was one of them like, what is he doing in League Two? Yeah. You know. He was no um, surprise when he
0: went to Blackpill really, was it? No. But yeah. you know, frustrating, but not not a surprise. But yeah, so I think that that's one that basically makes sense on the deal. It was if it was an eighteen month deal, I think everyone would be looking and thinking, that's a risk. That's a real mm. risk. With this, mm. I think you look and you think He's probably not going to be on a huge wage because he imagined he's maybe had some sort of pay off from Bar- Barrow, possibly. But yeah, I, th- I think it makes sense. Um, quick round up then overall. Happy with the business, lads? Dan first.
2: I'll tell you in a few weeks. Oh, <laughs> come on,
0: you got, got to have a little bold prediction now, now. No. Playoffs. No, no. Playoffs. I Don't start <laughs> that because some people start that a few weeks ago and it looks a bit daft now. Um, Mike, what do you think? What's your thoughts on it?
1: I'm honestly, I'm not convinced. Like, I think some of them look all right on paper, but I'm not convinced that the squad that we've left the window with is better than the one that we entered the window with. Mm. Um, you know, because I think like Clough and Senior were sort of decent players, and we've we've lost them. Have we replaced them with better quality? Only time will tell.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. Um just frustrating it's gone down to the last day. I think I think it's okay the work we've done. But again it, it there's a few gambles in there and that's why I'm sort of I will be honest I am like with you, Dan, I am on the fence about it. I need we need to see. We've got this tough run of games coming up. See how we come out of that and then maybe we'll be happy with it. You never know. Um, we were going to do a unit 40-hour update, but we're running quite low on time today,
2: aren't we, guys? We I'll on do it, one very really quickly. Uh, cool. We had our first open meeting. Uh, two of the trusts came along, Billy and Malcolm. We thank them for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was probably about 64 call together in the hour and a bit we were there, maybe 40 at one point. Uh, good open discussion. Uh, if you go on to the unit of 40 uh uh, socials or the thread on the message board you'll see a, a roundup up of it but uh, there's, there's been at least 130 new members joined which is a great initial start. Uh, the Trust are planning a members meeting shortly. I think they've got a board meeting next week and then they'll they'll hopefully announce it and we would just say as many of you who are members get down because change don't happen if you keep quiet in the corner. Absolutely, and we've got some uh, leaflets are going to be handing out very soon, aren't we? Yeah, uh, we've, we've got a lot of leaflets done, so uh, keep an eye out for uh, the chaps handing them out at Rochdale, definitely. Uh, I can't make Rochdale this week, but uh, yeah. I know you're going, Lee, and uh, one or yep. two of us are, so... Yep, definitely. Cool. Right, let's move on to the match reviews then. Uh,
0: we'll try and run through these fairly quickly because we want to get into the preview sections. Um, I don't have as much doubt now as the lads... We're well and truly back in a relegation battle. Not that we ever really got away from it, but we we pulled ourselves a little bit clear. But uh, that's a couple of abject performances really bring into stark contrast the lack of quality and confidence in the Blues squad right now, doesn't it, Dan?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, Keith Mullen was looking for a bit of a, a reaction against Sutton and <laughs> didn't get it. No, to be, to be brutally honest. Uh, Sutton controlled the game and once the second went in the, the ground knew we weren't you know, a miracle when maybe you got a point, you know just you know, it was just a very meh type of game wasn't
0: it I think we only had two shots on target in the Sutton game didn't we, I think Guy and in fact three would be actually technically His Guy had a long range shot that was saved Gibson had one long range shot saved and there was the header from Mellish that was blocked just in front of the line but yeah, I mean I think the most frustrating thing is that neither Sutton or Salford put in stunning performances. But that is the big problem. They didn't have to in either organized,
2: game. Organised. Organised. Well organised. Once they got the, the leads, they're like, right, that'll do us. Sutton, Sutton this. especially more. I mean, yeah. Sutton were more impressive than Salford. They? Yeah. I, Salford beat us, but I don't rate them. No, I, was, I wasn't there's, overly there's, impressed with there's, them. There's better teams in this league. Uh, Sutton, the. You know, they've they've sort of kept most of the, the squad that came up, as we discussed last time, and they just know the jobs and they do it well. You know, there's they're, they're some big, strong lads. You know, you don't get much out of them. Uh, Richard Bennett was superb for them. There, there's a sentence, Carlisle fans never <laughs> hey, thought you'd hear, Well you know. you know what? We, we were saying in the paddock, I was talking with
0: Greg and, and the lads around us, and I said to them, I'd have Richard Bennett back in our team today, based on what I've seen. <laughs> yeah. he, he was, you know, he might not have been a massive goal threat, but tell you what, he, he put himself out, he, he he linked the ball really well, he was, you know, no big issues with his performance. Certainly much more of a presence than anyone else we've had in the start in the attack this season, really, it wasn't was
2: he? very deadly combs esque I thought. Yeah,
0: yeah, just done his job, basically. Mm. So, uh, frustrating. I mean, you didn't go, Mike, but, I mean, you, you've seen the highlights from the two games. I mean... It can't be too impressed with what you've seen.
1: No, I think if these rumours are true that Simeo has to play, that's very concerned for me
2: cause, I don't think that's true. I, I mm. think I
0: think there's an. I don't think there's necessarily a clause in there, but I think they've almost been told, yeah, he'll, he'll play yeah. As, much as he can
2: because.
1: Because I think Feeney can feel a bit hard done by it. All right, he made a couple of mistakes, but it wasn't like consistently playing poorly. He just made a, f- a few mistakes at key points in some games. But yeah.
2: Fe- Feeney came on on Tuesday, and he was our best defender
0: for me. Mm. Yeah, I think he had a good game, to be fair. Fact, the pair of them played okay together against Salford, what I saw mm. on the telly. But...
1: Well, Feeney's a talker, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I a, a, a young that. lad needs a, a talker alongside yeah. him, really. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: Rod McDonald is... For his experience, he's not a shouter, is he? So. No, he just
0: quietly gets on with his game, really, doesn't he? That's, that's the way he plays. Uh, let's talk about the goals from the Sutton game, then. um on um, no Millwall strike. I mean, he couldn't have been in his luck, surely. Yeah. I mean, Dinel Simu, Simu sorry. cross comes in from the left, and he headed it straight at him. Yeah. I don't know what he's thinking with a head like that. Mm. Try and head it behind or head it away. Head it straight out to the edge of the box with no height on it. Yeah, time to take a touch and drill the ball, and I, I don't know, in real time, I felt Howard probably could have done a bit better with it. You're a bit higher up, Dan, than me, obviously, in the, up in the base, and so you mm. might have had a different view. I think he might have been slightly unsighted by Simeon, which wasn't really Simeon's fault, he had to sort of stand Yeah, and and block possibly it, but... a
2: little bit, but, uh, you know, the lad was left, in just, I'll take my touch, bang, game, you know, goal. Yeah. So.
0: And then the second goal, uh, Adjiboyi, I think is that how you pronounce it? Um, it's again, it's a slack defending, isn't it? Yeah. Richard Bennett gets the ball 30 yards from goal, plays a through ball to to the lad and Simeon's caught a little bit napping. He actually does get back, but I, I don't know what he's trying to do. He's, he's trying to like shield the man. I'm like, he's about eight yards from goal. Get a blocking or get a tackling. Mm. He, he basically gave it's him made, time to hit it. maybe what
2: he's used to from under 23's football. Mm.
0: He's got to learn quickly, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem because he he, he he was too standoffish on that. He was really, really poor. I mean, Howard didn't have any chance in <laughs> because the lad had so much time to get his shots away. Um, Frustrating actually because we could have equalised in between, couldn't we, Dan?
2: Yeah. Uh, it was a great ball. Uh, who, who put the cross in again? Patrick. Patrick, yeah, it was a yeah. great ball across. It absolutely whistled across, and you know it was one of those where you like, Phew, that was superb. And Armour Armour met it lovely. It just the post was in the way. You know, if if we were a top six team, it'd have broke the net. It's one but, of those ones, isn't
0: it? He'd, he'd done as much as he could to get it back across goal. Yeah, it, yeah. It? it was a difficult angle. He couldn't really do yeah, much. More. Yeah frustrating um, that,
1: that's it for me though that it, it seems to be a bit of a running trend is that we have these sort of results and defeats and stuff and there's key moments where you think if we'd have got the goal there you yeah. know like it, it's not necessarily that we're not creating it's that like we fail to do the right things or we do the wrong things at you know where, where we're defending at key moments yeah. and it that's what that's what's killing us at the moment
0: yeah definitely um it's so really frustrating I mean, it's something of, I mean Dan, I think it's fair to say Sutton could have been four or five up at half time and we couldn't have complained. It was maybe not quite as bad as the game down at Sutton, but yeah. Well I was better. just gonna
2: say we've we've played them twice and both times have been more than worthy of the three points. So yeah. they're yeah. up there for a reason.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um onto the Salford game. Obviously I didn't go just want to this one I watch it on iFollow, you went Dan. Um in terms of the goals in this one. Penalty that scored. I mean, maybe a little bit of a soft decision. I mean, it's
2: one of those ones, isn't it? His arms by, he's not by his side. It's out, isn't it? So, did you know it was apparently Salford's first penalty of the season? Was it? Hmm.
0: Yeah, I saw something that Billy Barr apparently um, said Don't to Gary Bowyer. He sa- no, apparently he said to Gary Bowyer, "We're going to get a penalty against uh, Salford tonight." So, I'm I'm suggesting that the FA should investigate. Billy Barr <laughs> or match-fixing, yeah. maybe. Mm. See what, what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I,
1: I think it's one of them. If we didn't get a penalty for that, we thinking. would have been pretty miffed off about it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Can't really grumble. Well taken by Watson, but uh, I mean, you you will have had a different angle to me for this, Dan. And I've tried to see if Salford have got any of the footage, but I can't find any. I, I feel like Howard should save it. I, it think,
2: he like... I think he should have got it. I think he's gone too low. I think he's gone with T-Rex arms almost, yeah. hasn't he? Is he's it, not really stuck it his arms wasn't for It wasn't massively high. And no. where we were stood, we had a great view of it. And we were like, looked at each other and sort of went, "Could it, maybe you got that? Yeah. I, know, it was maybe the pace of it. It was maybe, you know, it was walloped in, you know.
0: He's almost anticipating it to go a bit more central. Yeah. But yeah. actually,
2: he's dived wide enough and he could have stopped it. So mm. I think he'll
0: be frustrated about that probably, Howard. Um, and then for the one occasion in the full 90 minutes... That I watch at least, Daniel. you i have looked at it differently, that we actually played a bit of football instead of hoofing it. We scored a goal. Nice little move down the the left. Gibson linking up with uh, Alessandro. He set him away. A few claims of offside, but if you watch it back, the lad in the middle plays him on, actually. Yeah. And, and he gets away, Gibson, into the box, low ball in, and Patrick is on hand to tap it into the net. And good good goal, wasn't it? It, yeah, it, was, it was a good goal. And you yeah. look at him think, why do we do more of that? We've mm, been exactly. playing some passing football from the back under Millen at first, but we just seem to have reverted over the last few weeks to just lumping it every every occasion, now and really frustrating that really. And um, well, that's then,
1: that's one thing that's frustrating me is like we sort of almost look like we want to pass it out, and we'll pass it along the back four three or four times, and then we'll lump it, and it's like. If you're going to lump it, you may as well just lump it in the first place. Like, you know, cut out the three or four passes. If you want to play football, then play football. You know.
0: Well, let's talk about that then. Now, it's the Keystone Cops defending for Smith's goal, Dan, and this was just comical at times, wasn't it? Um,
2: Yeah. Well, Feeney got his head on it and cleared it to Dickinson, and I don't think he'd know now if he thought what what he was trying to do. You know, it was just.
0: It, it, it looked to me like a very tired swing of mm. someone who of someone who's not playing with very much confidence at all at the moment. He doesn't look like he's he's happy, does he? He doesn't look like he's enjoying playing. And it's one of those things he probably knows now that he's probably going to get dropped after this game. And I don't mean, think there's much doubt about that because I imagine Patrick will switch back to left wing. Mm. But he, he just looked a bit. I don't, I don't know why why he's not just swinging a right boot and booting it. Even if it goes out for a throw in nearby, yeah, yeah, it's better you than get, point. You get, you get the, the time to sort
2: of, there. you know, re- yeah. rearrange yourselves.
0: Yeah, so he went straight to a south play play, spreads out wide, cross comes in, and I, don't, I know Smith's a big experienced striker, but I think Simeu should do better on it. He's heading it pretty much below six foot, I and mean, you know he's about six foot seven. Smith isn't he? It, I don't, I don't get why. I think it, it's a big, it's a very big learning curve for Simeu, isn't it? And we'll touch on his performances in a minute. But I I feel it's one of those ones with, you know, all-round defending, we should be doing better, shouldn't we?
2: Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. Basics. We had so many opportunities to get rid of it. It's hard to just pin it on one Mm. player for not clearing it because there's a few that had Mm. the opportunity.
0: Yeah. Um, Barely threatened after that. I think Patrick's goal was our only shot on target. And then the last couple of minutes of injury time infuriated me because, again, we were trying to do that thing, pass it across the back four. Instead of just sending one of the centre-backs forward and just lumping it, I, I, I just don't get why we didn't do that. It was just baffling. Um, let's get to some, some sort of general comments now then, lads. I mean, first up, the free injury <laughs> against against Salford. I mean, it's just rot- it is rotten luck, to be fair, that, isn't it? It's, uh, to free go-off in the first half and then be defensive players as well. Yeah, yeah. Not really hmm. positions you want to make any subs generally. It's it just one of those ones you look back and you think oh, it's probably not going but to be our
2: night. It also meant that second half we had no change. No, yeah, you know there was there was no chance of getting a change, especially no. in the attacking third sort of thing to sort of mix it up a little bit. Or, mm. but you know, just one of them things can't be helped. It's the yeah. first first time I can remember it happening for a long while. I don't remember three going off in the first half mm. for us ever. I? I remember
0: I've remembered two going off in the first half for us before with injuries. I don't remember three, so that was quite a surprise, no. wasn't it? Um, and I, yeah, when seeing his injury looked did not look good, did it, Dan? I mean, no, you no. you looked seen it a lot well, closer.
2: He went down first time, and he looked gingerly after that. So when he went the second, it was, you know, and uh, you know, obviously he'll be probably have a bit of swelling and waiting for it to go down before yeah. we scan him, but. Uh, it wouldn't be the biggest surprise if we maybe didn't see him again this season.
0: No, I'd, I'd, I'd be amazed if we did. To be honest, to him. Yeah. Rod McDonald just unlucky again. <laughs> Matt Smith landed on top of him, and he would, he tried yeah. to play on, didn't he, for the next five minutes, and he you could tell he was struggling, and yeah. he's yeah. done the right thing, coming off instead of making it worse. And and Callum Guy's one, I think. He, I think he just tried to turn to win a tackle at one point, and mm. he, something went, and then it was again, a hamstring. He tried probably. to play on, didn't he, and just just couldn't carry on. Mm. So. Frustrating. Um, Moving on to other points. Omatoya, um, it's it's a tough learning curve for him. Quite rightly dropped after the Sutton game for me. Didn't do enough. And with the new additions, as you said, Mike, I, I can't see him playing much for the rest of the season, to be honest. He might be a sub that's used occasionally, but it doesn't look good for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit torn with, with the new signings, thinking is he maybe going to go sort of a 4-3-3 kind of thing? But I yeah. think maybe with the injury to Guy yeah, and sort of senior, like, we don't really have the midfielders to play three in the middle no. right now. Um, so we might have to stay 4-4-2. But, yeah, where where is he in, in the pecking order for our strikers? Probably
2: fourth, fifth? I mean, no, if, if no. I'm to be honest, yeah. Dennis um, Shaw, Silva and Alexander are all ahead of him, aren't
1: they? Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean arguably Wilson might be as well if he comes in and does okay mm. I, I, think, I think
2: I think they're going to share sub appearances between them depending on yeah. opposition and how games are going Yeah, mm.
0: I mean that's the way I see it
2: um, Simeon, um thoughts on
0: his debut guys, I mean I've made a few notes here I mean I thought he, he looked good early on against Sutton but I mean he, he's clearly a big physical lad but he got a bit of a rude awakening about what league football's about, didn't he Dan?
2: Yeah, uh Sutton game he'll be remembered for the, the mistakes that led to goals, yeah. you know, a uh, bit harsh but that's that's League Two football. Yeah. Salford, uh I think when Feeney was beside him, he, he looked a bit better, yeah. but as as we just said for the goal, maybe not so much a learning mm. curve for him, but you know, he's a big lad, he's gotta learn how to use that physicality and you know, yeah. if you have got a Matt Smith type, you know, get in amongst them. You know, they'll yeah. love it. It's, yeah. you know it's, yeah, you' a big to
0: exactly. stuck in. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we can't afford Mike, can we, to, to let him learn on the job, really, can we? we? No. You know, in the situation we're in. And I, I think there maybe needs to be a question of, of Millen, maybe, about breaking up a defence that had done so well after the Forest Green game. I mean, yeah, we got beat comfortably by Forest Green, but they're a very good side.
2: Forest Green and, then yeah. went to Tranmere and scored four in the yeah. following game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: exactly. And Tranmere had got an incredible
2: defence. Exactly, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, like yeah, like you say, you know, our, our defense was looking settled and it was looking all right. And to disband that is just a bit weird. But it was—it wasn't just the defense. To be fair, it was sort of playing Guy and Whelan both as center mm. mids. I think helped the defense as well, which we've since stopped doing.
0: Well, that brings us quite nicely on there, a nice mm. little segue, Mike, to the next point. I mean, John Mellish. I mean, we are big fans of John's on this pod. We we, we love his work, right? And you know, what he does for the team when he's playing well, but surely it's time for the management to realise and accept that he doesn't work in a midfield too.
2: Yeah,
0: And I'm continuing to play him in there as well. For all the running he does and all the aerial challenges he wins, it's just dragging us down. And I imagine it's probably denting his confidence and especially with the goals having dried up now, Dan, it, it's almost like you need to give him a break because he, he, he and just take him out of the team for a bit, don't you?
2: Yeah, it, it, it doesn't work in a two. As a free pushed up, yes, but you, you look at the options now. Alessandro's back from injury; he can play that mm. role. Jamie Devitt's come in; we know he can play that role. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think a, a drop to the bench for a little while, and you know.
0: It's one of those ones you look and you think uh, he's still a fairly young lad. Mellish was it twenty three. Twenty three, twenty, 20 four. 20, yeah. like I mean, you can still work on players' techniques at that age. It's not like they're the complete player. I've seen players early on in the career playing against us, playing a particular way, and then later in the career they look a completely different player. Surely they can go away and work and say, look, let's let's work I mean it sounds a bit embarrassing, but work on your first touch, let's get that refined, let's get it a bit improved, let's work on you know, softening your passing a little bit because Often he overhits passes or he tries a bit too much to put on it.
1: Yeah, although, I mean, Glenn Murray never really refined his technique. Well, I, like, I, I, he went I, I, away and he made a career out of just being a kind of nuisance, you know.
0: I disagree with you to an extent on that. I think it, when you watch him in the Premier League compared to what he looked like for us in the. His touch League,
1: improved, I'll give you that.
0: His all round way he played was a lot better for me once he was a Premier League player, much better than it ever was when he was with us so it can mm-hmm. happen there's opportunities mm-hmm. to do it so there's still plenty of time for him to improve and like I, said, yeah. I think for now just, just take him out of the team and just take him well, on fire and like... for
1: me either play him up front or play him in, in three if you're not going to do either of them just don't you know okay. I, like like you say I'm a, I'm a massive fan of this. but if you play him in a midfield too you're not going to get the best out of him
0: and you know what actually having him on the bench to throw on for the last 20 minutes and cause a bit of chaos yeah. is not necessarily a bad thing it's not a bad mm. situation to have um, right. Well we'll, well, we'll talk about it in terms of changes to the team in the uh, preview section, guys, because we've uh, we've run quite a bit over there. So uh, we'll get on now into the second half of the show. <laughs> Just remind everyone, you can subscribe to the podcast on all the good podcast apps, whether that's ACAS, Spotify, Google Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. And you can leave us a review on some of those as well, especially Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That would be fantastic. And you can follow us on social media at Brunton Bugle on Twitter and Brunton Bugle on Facebook. as usual, the sponsor for the second half of the show is the Cal United Sports Club London Branch. The London Branch is open to all Cal United fans. They've got members from Cornwall to Dundee and Houston to Singapore and, of course, every part of London and the South East. They regularly meet up on away trips as well as arranging many social events and sports games and doing fundraising for the club. They'll be providing us with information about the away games as part of their preview section this season too. You can find out more about the London Branch at their website, CarlisleLondonBranch.org London dot org, and they've sent us in the pub for this weekend's game against Rochdale. Absolutely no surprise to anyone who's ever been to Rochdale away before. It's the Cemetery Inn. Uh, that's on Berry Road in Rochdale. OL eleven five EU. Anyone who's been to Rochdale away has almost certainly been in the Cemetery at some point. I mean, they Dan? I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, uh, this weekend's game uh, at the Crown Oil Arena, aka Spotland. Ugh, terrible, honestly. No, no ground outside the. Premier League should be allowed to call their stadium an arena. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> James Oldham from Derbyshire's the referee. It is 30th. I thought we have going to do the quiz question. Oh, sorry, we've got a quiz question. Yes, go yeah. on, Dan. You, th- you throw us a quick quiz question now, and we'll get it answered later on.
2: In my career, I played for Carlisle, Rochdale and Port Vale. Who am I?
0: Oh, that's a, that's a good
2: question. There can't be... Oh, okay, we'll have a think about that one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll come back with that one. That, that's going to stump me. Oh, it's a good question. Um, right, okay. So James Oldham from Dabshir, the referee for the Rochdale game. Uh, third season as EFL referee. Taking charge of 21 games so far this season, handing out 81 yellow cards and three red cards. The last talk charge of United for the 1-0 defeat Sheffield United, actually, uh, in the League Cup back in August this season. Um, head-to-head, we've played them 106 times, Rochdale. Um, 44 wins for the Blues, 22 draws and 40 wins for Rochdale. Um, obviously, last season they were in League 2, re- as League 1, sorry, relegated after the seven seasons in uh, the third tier. Uh, this season, probably doing a little bit expect- better than expected, I think it's fair to say. Mike, I know you've got a mate with the Rochdale fan. I think a lot of people expect them to struggle, but they've, I mean, they are down in the bottom half, but they're a little bit away from danger at the moment.
1: Yeah, well, I think one of you two predicted them to go down, and I think... I think it might be me, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I didn't think that they'd be that bad. Because uh, that's the thing. You look at the squad on paper and you're questioning sort of, oh, who's he? who But the, the, their academy just churns out players who can just mm. sort of do a job for them, yeah. um, which is, has been the case again this season. Yeah.
0: Um, manager is Robbie Stockdale, appointed last summer. Uh, he's got a contract till 2023. Um, he's been previously caretaker of Grimsby and three times caretaker of Sunderland there's a thankless task of the ever. rumoured
2: to have been in the running for us once, a couple of times he? yeah a couple yeah. of times
0: I, think he did. I understand he was interviewed once possibly he might have been an early interview but I'm pretty sure he was interviewed once for the job um, doing an alright job to be I think it's fair to be said you know considering going into like the last couple of weeks of pre-season, they only had about eight or nine plays registered, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, they had, they had a hard summer in the, off the field. Off the field, there's a lot of issues there. If anyone wants to know about, more about them, go back and listen to the, uh, the Boxing Day preview episode we did, because we did a, a bit with the Rochdale fan there. We haven't got time to do that this week, by the way, because I've been ill. I've not been able to do the uh, opposition podcast chat bit. Um, but yeah, we had a chat with him before that game, and he was quite enlightening in terms of what had happened with them off the field. And it's a really interesting story, particularly how well a trust can, uh, can do that sort of thing. Wasn't it done? I think it's fair mm. to say, um, but yeah, so he's, he's done pretty well and that's to content to with a few departures in uh, January as well, which we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but yeah, I think they'll be quite happy with his first season as manager, considering the circumstances. Uh, in midweek, they drew one, one with Colchester, uh, Alan Judge's goal in this, you haven't seen it. Absolutely spectacular. First-time volley. Brilliant strike. Um, but it was Conor Grant that equalised for Rochdale in that game. De- decent result for a mid- midweek trip to culture. So that one, I think it's fair to say. Um, form table-wise, 13th uh, in the last six games with a record of lost, one, lost, and then three consecutive draws. So you can imagine what the result might be this weekend. Um, Looking at their squad, Dan. I mean, it's it's looking better than it did last time we uh, we were supposed to be playing them at Boxing. Yeah, there's no real standouts, is there? No, for me. It's interesting because
2: they've, in terms of, you you would have said Beasley, but obviously he's gone.
0: Well, it's interesting because obviously Beasley left in January, and as did um the other lad that you were talking about, Mike, recently. Aaron Morley, I think it was. He's gone to Bolton.
2: They've got
0: they got round about half a million pounds for the two of them combined. Um, they've invested it quite quickly, haven't they? They haven't messed about. Um, they've brought in uh, Tavon Campbell from Woking, who scored quite a few goals for them this season. He struggled previously when he's played in the EFL, but it's a big chance for him. Um, they've also signed Luke Charman from Darlington. I'm not sure in terms of what his goal scoring record there was. was at there
2: Darlington. was a whisper we were possibly watching him at oh, one point. Interesting.
0: Interesting one. And uh, Solihull Moors defender Jimmy Ball as well. They've uh, All three of those have signed That's for a underscores good footballer's face. name, isn't it? Jimmy it is, Ball. Isn't it? Indeed, it is. Yeah, 1950s football, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the one I think the fans are most excited about is Corey uh, O'Keefe coming back because he was on loan from Mansfield. First half of the season had a brilliant performance as right back for them. Went back to Mansfield after he was recalled from his loan. The fans were a bit gutted. Wasn't going to get game time in Mansfield. I think it was a bit of gamesmanship maybe by Mansfield. But he's gone to to Rochdale on a free transfer, so they're they're pretty happy with that one. So um, yeah, interesting. It's it, it, like I said, it's not a squad that's packed with. Bags of experience in there, really, but it looks like there's enough there to keep them away from trouble, doesn't it, Mike?
1: Yeah, I mean, one for me, and this would be interesting, Like Liam Calley, who sort of plays centre-mid for them, he's only about, like, five foot four. Mm. So, um, Millen's comments about Joe Riley not winning is in midfield, <laughs> I think he'll struggle for excuses not to, not to play him in uh, this week. Although, you know, given the injuries, it's... Um, it's hard to sort of pick a line up, to be honest.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, well, we might as well touch on that now then. We'll get on to the mm. United bit here, guys. Um, injury list grows by the week, as you said there. Kelvin Meller, Callum Guy, Rod McDonald, Joel Sr., and Gimmy Torrey, all unavailable due to injury. Um, I don't think I've missed anyone off there, Dan, except your favourite person to, to mention each week.
2: Lucas Jensen is alive. He was on the <laughs> bench for Burnley Under-23s. Uh, I think it was Friday last week. Adam I had him here to. Went and watched them and he, he texts us saying, Lucas Jensen's on the bench. I'm like, what?
0: So it's, uh, presumably he's gone back. He no,
2: still it. still interested here. It's, it's fast isn't that. Just send him back. Send I him suppose. back and he, and he can go on London on League to get some games. Yeah, exactly, can't
0: he? exactly. Um, although I think you have to do it during the transfer window, don't you? I'm sure. Possibly, the, yeah. Oh, season one too. He might be a bit knackered, actually. <laughs> um, Obviously, out on loan, we've got Tristan Abrahams, Taylor Charters, Lewis Bell, Josh Dixon, and now Manny Man Um There's going to be changes, I we know that. What what lineup would you pick, Dan?
2: I would go 4 4 2. I would have Dennis and Shaw Silver up front, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick and Gibson wide. The middle, I really don't know, uh, but I'll play Joe Riley at right back. Because he can get up and down, whereas mm. Whelan doesn't get up and down as much. So I think yeah. Whelan may go as the defensive midfield, and it's it's who you put beside him. We still mm. don't know how bad Guy is. You know, if mm. if Guy is fit, he'll probably play beside Whelan. If he's not, you're probably looking at Divide. Yeah,
0: possibly. Although I mean. He's barely featured recently, hasn't he? Well, that's yeah, a streamer, that's that's it? a thing, you know. Yeah. Well, what would you go with similar I mean, defensively, I presume you'd. you'd have... I, I wouldn't want to put Devitt in a two. Yeah. Would you put Simiu and um, what's his name? Feeney, Sorry, Feeney at centre back. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I the think you, the have, you have to. Yeah.
2: The, the, the other option is Jack Armour can play right back. True. True. So mm-hmm. you know Armour could play right back and uh, Roberts at left back. Which would allow Riley to play in the middle, possibly.
0: Mm, not, not, a, not a bad idea. Um, would you? What would you go for, Mike? Similar? Or...
1: Yeah, I mean the injuries have really sort of uh, limited us, really. And it, it, for me, it's the sort of Riley or Whelan One of them has to play right back, and then the other has to play centre mid. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree
2: with b-
1: that. Ba- basically, so that's sort of the main uh, decision to be made. I think. Um, mm. Yeah, it's tough, but it's who plays alongside. I think while we've just been saying that Mellish can't play in a two, I think we don't have a lot of choice at the minute, and he might have to. I don't
2: know. I, I think if Mellish does play in a two, if guy, assuming Guy's out, Devine would have every right to be knocking on the door saying, "Why am I not playing?"
0: I think you would have every right. I think you're right. Um, personally, I was stick with keeper. Right back, I think I'd agree with you, Dan. I'd probably play Riley there, or possibly Armour, because I think I'd maybe... I don't think he's played particularly badly, but I think I'd probably throw in Mitch Roberts just to freshen things up a little bit. A left back. Centre backs, obviously, pick themselves. Um, Midfield, again, like you, Gibson, and Patrick on the wings. Centre mids, I'd, I'd go with Whelan, if
2: not Riley there.
0: And... I think I'd put Devitt in there to be honest from the start and get
2: sixty minutes out of him d- and then d- throw d- someone depends on. Depends on his fitness, doesn't it? Yeah. He's had three or four off the bench for Barrow, so it's, he's obviously getting back to fitness. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd
0: maybe I'd maybe give him me sixty minutes. Then you can bring on Mellish or you can bring on Riley if he's on the bench, maybe. And and then up front, like I said, I'd go with Shaw Silver and um, and Dennis, basically mm-hmm. a bit of a, a big man, little not a little yeah. man, but you know,
2: a, a, a couple of foils against each other, maybe. So that's what I go. You would like to think Shaw Silver. And, you know, his hold up play would bring in the likes of Patrick and Gibson from wide, or yeah. whoever does the more attacking midfield role.
0: I do wonder if that would work with Armour at right back as well, because you know, we always remember how when he played those few games there, he was very good at getting down the wing and then sort of cutting inside and yeah, playing yeah, really yeah. good balls into mm. the box yeah. as well that really work. So yeah. that might be a good option, possibly.
1: I, I think, as well, sort of attacking wise, whatever we do pick, we'll certainly have options on the bench that mm. can change the game. You know, which we haven't had for, for some time,
2: yeah, definitely.
0: Well, let, let's go to the Port Vale one now before we do all the predictions, guys. Um, have, have you
2: any ideas on my player yet?
0: I've been trying to think of it, but I can't to the top of my head. Is, is, yeah, give you
2: the sure. little clue, give us a clue as we're halfway through. Uh, they also played for Scunthorpe during their career, okay? gonna have
0: to have a think about that one even further. Um Right, uh, who have we got next? So, so yeah, Port Vale game midweek. Um, Andrew Kitchen from Durham, he's the referee. It's his first season at an EFL referee, taking charge of 20 games, handing out 55 yellows and two red cards. Last took charge United for the 1-0 defeat to Trammy Rovers earlier this season. Seems like years away that now, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. it's Zach Clough was booked that day. That tells you how it was now. Um Head-to-head, head. surprise, we've only played them 41 times. Yeah, history. I thought we'd have played a bit more. There's been long period where we've been in completely different divisions yeah, away yeah. from each other. It's interesting that. Um, 16 wins, 11 draws and 14 wins for Port Vale. Uh, last season they finished 13th in League Two. They're currently 9th on 40 points, 13 positions and 13 points ahead of United, having played two games less. Uh, their manager Daryl Clark, I mean, interesting one when he walked out on Walsall last season, wasn't it? I think everyone's a bit ooh, a bit of a sideways step there, but it's looking a quite smart move now, isn't it? Because Walsall are struggling near the bottom and Vale, are, well, in close contention for a playoff place. This Win sounds, a couple of it?
2: games in hands are banging there, on.
0: Yeah, and mm. he, I think he started off quite slowly at Port Vale, and they went on a really good run of form last season. Didn't start this season quite as well again, but they've picked up form again, dropped off a little bit recently, but they're getting back towards it. Um, interestingly, he does work under a director of football, doesn't he? At um, at uh, Port Vale, uh, David Flickcroft, uh, the former Berry manager, is the um, director of football there. They, they seem to have a good understanding. There, don't they don't. They seem to get on quite well. So, I mean, they were appointed round about the same time, weren't they? Yeah, so. and probably helped. Just after the
2: window, as well, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: I mean, he, he's got a few good honors in his career, and he? he's won back to back promotions with Bristol Rovers from the National League up to League One. Um, Salisbury City did. Fairly similar with them from the Southern Football League up to the Conference, I think. Um, yes, he's, he's done a pretty good job in his career as a coach. Last time out, um, quite an impressive result for them, wasn't it, in Ooh. midweek? 1 1 draw with Forest Green Rovers. Um, led from the 12th minute via Ryan Edmondson goal, but uh, Rovers in the 80th minute via Matt Stevens. Interesting, they got Ryan Edmondson alone from Leeds, isn't
2: it? Mm-hmm. Another player out on loan from Leeds who we've got a special relationship with. Yes, of course we mm-hmm. have a special relationship with. Yes, yeah, very spe- that special Leeds don't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> tell anyone. Whoa. Don't tell anyone. Incredible, isn't it? Um,
0: looking at their squad, I mean, I look through their squad, and you know what? I think they're underachieving a bit. Actually, when I look at it, there's loads of good League Two quality in that squad, isn't there? I mean, well, Tom I think Cumber... we all thought
1: they'd do pretty well, didn't we, in the oh. pre-season episode? I think,
0: yeah. But even with like recent additions and things like that, I, I think I look at that squad and think they should be really in the playoffs, challenging for a top three place, not ninth place right now. Maybe they've had a bit of mm-hmm. bad luck with you know, injuries, and of course they've brought a few in recently. But even so, Dan, it, I think there's some good quality in there, isn't there?
2: Yeah, there's there's one or two names stand out. You know, uh, a couple of familiar ones in the Moo and Proctor. Uh. Uh Edmondson, lots thought of him at Leeds. He hasn't really kicked on, but uh Yeah, I mean Jake you know, Taylor they signed him. from
0: Exeter didn't they? I think he's a good player and Harry Charlesley, you know, he's recently signed from Mansfield D- David Waddle, everyone knows about Dun. Yeah, I mean and Chris Hussey as well. I mean he he was fantastic for Cheltenham last season. I mean to get him yeah. really big signing. Um so yeah, no, very busy transfer window for them in January of all those players coming Interesting departure though. Liam Legg? Left the club. He'd been there for years, hadn't he? Yeah, yeah. He went as part of the deal that brought um, Connor Hall from Harrogate to the club. Um, and other than that, I think Danny has left to filed and Devante Rodney to, to Walsall, the ones that stand out. Let's do some match predictions, guys. Um, what are we going for then, Dan, over the two games?
2: Uh, I'm going to go for a one-all draw at Rochdale. I think it reeks of a one-all draw. And I'm mm. going to go for Christian Dennis to get off the, the mark. Uh, and then I think, I think think I think we'll... 2-1, hard fought 2-1 win over Port Vale, mm. and I'll go for Shaw, Silver, and Gibson's due a little return to form. Okay, Mike, what are you going to go for?
1: I'm going to go for a 2-all draw against Ooh. Rochdale, because uh, I think our defence will be a bit discombobulated, if you like. Nice um, <laughs> I know, and I'll go for... uh Dennis to score one and Patrick to score the other in that one. Um Port Vale, I will go for a 1 0 win with Dennis again.
0: Okay. I'm going to go for a free free draw against Rochdale. I think it's going to be a balmy game and uh, suddenly we're going to discover the, the scoring form that we didn't know existed. Um, goal scorers. Uh, Dennis Chasilva and Jamie Devitt will come on late on, even though I predicted I think he
2: 30-yard free kick into the top mm-hmm. bin. Absolutely, definitely. Or at least a 30-yard strike. In, in like, the 91st minute, yeah. leading to exalted scenes and the sides.
0: Pitch invasions, yeah. all sorts. And uh, midweek, I think a 1-0 win, and Dennis will get the winner against Port Vale. So there you go. Um, before we go to the X-Files, I, I don't have a clue on this play. I'm really
2: struggling, Dad. I'll give you me. a little more clue. Yeah, uh, he he's born in Middlesbrough and started his career at Bishop Auckland. Ooh. oh, I think I think I've got it, but I'm not going to say it yet. I haven't got a clue.
0: Right. let's 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 do the X Files then. And when the X Files are done, I'll have my
2: guess. I, th- I think you'll have got it off that bit, like. But yeah, not too many goals and cards this week. Uh, James Tavernier scored for Rangers in the three all with Ross County. Andy Cook scored for Bradford in the 2-1 defeat to Crawley. Uh, Harry McCurdy scored in Swindon's one all draw with Colchester. Aaron Hayden got another for Wrexham in the one all with Maidenhead. Shamal George got a red card for Colchester in the the game that Harry McCurdy scored in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Elliot Watt scored for Bradford in the one all draw with Orient. I think that was one of the mid-week games, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. And Kedwin Scott scored for Gateshead in one all-draw at York. All the 1-1 draws this week, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sense, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, up news, uh, Rhys Bennett has left Gillingham and signed for Morecambe on a short term mm-hmm. to the end of the season. Uh, Dean Furman joined Waddington-Rylands on a free transfer after leaving Altrinham. they same can also level catch,
0: that, aren't they? Yeah.
2: You can also catch Dean Furman on uh, BBC AFCON coverage a yeah. bit still. Oh. There's a couple of games left in that. Uh, Kedwin Scott extended his contract at Gateshead for another year. Uh, deadline day, late deal. Kyle Dempsey signed for Bolton from Gillingham for an undisclosed fee. That was rumoured for a while, wasn't it, that one? As well? Bolton are going to do it again, and I think they're going on the run again. Mm. They've had a couple mm-hmm. of good wins. They had a good win on yeah, made, made some mid-week. good
0: signings as well, haven't they? Some yeah. Smart uh,
2: Macaulay Gillespie was named in the League One Team of the Week. And Adam Murray will be leaving West Brom after Valeraine Ishmael received his marching orders after the drop in form.
0: Mm, there you go. Right, I'm going to have a guest, Dan. Is it Jeff Smith? It is. Yes. Ah. And as soon as he said Bishop Auckland, he's going yeah, to be the one. Because yeah. he started his career there as well, didn't he? So. He
2: only actually played one game for Rochdale. Yeah. When he was at Bolton, that was his big move, wasn't it? Bolton from Bishop Auckland. He went to Macclesfield on loan. And then in 2004, he went on loan three times in three months. He went to Scunthorpe for a month and played a game. Then he had two weeks at Rochdale, played a game. Then he went to Preston and came off the bench five times. (laughs) And then he got his move to Port Vale for two and a half years before he signed for us for two and a half years. 65 grand for him or something like that didn't we I think mm. yeah
0: something like that yeah he was, a, he was a postman wasn't he I think when he was at Bishop Auckland or somewhere mm. like that wasn't
2: he I think he was actually that's always his job he, yeah, was, he, 20 old, he was twenty year old oh. <laughs> 20 year old when he signed for Bolton so yeah mm-hmm. he, 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 he wanted to put his stamp onto the game didn't he yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 quite frankly
0: <laughs> is enough yeah. Right, uh, I think we've done enough for this week then lads um, especially after those jokes um, thanks once again to our sponsors the London branch thanks everyone for listening um, we'll be back next week to preview the Colchester game a game that I don't think any of us are going to are we you were, no. you were thinking about it Mike because right? it's your week off weren't you but...
1: yeah but it, it's like rail replacement buses oh, on... no. <laughs> yeah so it's just don't, no. bother.
0: don't bother it's one of the worst away days going and I say with the greatest respect to the Colchester fans there but it, it's just, god just just dreadful. But there you yeah. go. Um, right, well, that does it then, lads. Thanks once again for joining me. Here's to hopefully the new lads reviving the squad and getting us moving up the table. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And up the blues. Up the blues. The
1: blues.